get you some. Might look good on you. <laughs> yeah. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another volume of Get Some. I'm your host, Chris Reed. If this is your first time joining Get Some, Get Some is a short series that I started on Trust the Process Show to discuss my learnings from my interviews with my guests on Trust the Process. Today's volume of Get Some is to go over what I learned from the world record holder for the fastest 100-mile track and trail run, Zach Bitter. If you didn't hear this episode, this was a special episode. Uh, Obviously, talking to a guy who can crush world records isn't an everyday occurrence, and it was really a pleasure to uh, to have the chance to sit down with Zach and to uh, to pick his brain a little bit about what his process is and uh, how he helps others with their process in running. But uh, like I mentioned, this uh, this isn't about becoming the best runner. This is about learning what uh, Zach does and how we can start to apply these principles into our process in our on our path to. Uh, fulfillment for success however you want to say it um, we need to have a process and making these small adjustments uh, will certainly help with that so diving into it actually before we dive into it what I want you to do if you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet I'm going to give you uh, a few seconds here to pause this episode or while you're listening to this episode hit that subscribe button uh, we'd love to love the continued support uh, with this show. Uh, if you like what you heard, go to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review. Tell me what you like about this show so that other people that come across it uh, can get that feedback. Obviously, this is a world full of saturated podcasts, and uh, I want to see this grow. So do me a favor. It'd be a big, big support. So, All right, so what did I learn from Zach Bitter. Well, I tell you what, there's a lot of things that I learned from Zach Bitter. This guy obviously is a machine um, who runs a lot and runs very fast. Episode done. All right, maybe not quite. All right, so what did I learn? Five things. I got five things here that I want to give to you as takeaways that I got from my episode uh, with Zach Bitter. The uh, first takeaway is, this is something that, Definitely listen to this one. This is a good one to start off with. Ease into what you're doing and find the early wins. Whoa. This is, this is some serious shit right here that you need to fucking listen to right here is ease into it and find the early wins. So no matter what we do, it is really easy to start something. and compare ourselves to the other people that are doing it. There's not a lot of things that we do in life that other people haven't done before. Whether you are starting a podcast, whether you are training for a marathon, whatever it may be, somebody else has done it before. So stop comparing yourself to them first and foremost, but ease into what you are doing and find those early wins. So what do we learn from these early wins is that, it actually releases dopamine in the brain that we're on track to do something. 
you know, you can't say I'm going to be a top 50 podcast and I'm going to start, but after a month, you haven't got any listeners, you haven't got any traction. And what's going to happen at that point? If we don't have an early win to feed that dopamine, what is going to happen is we're probably going to quit. Uh, we're probably going to get into reasons why we can't do something. I mean, let's be honest, our brain is super powerful. It'll help us in many ways. It'll also push us away. So by having these early wins, we are allowing ourselves to want to move forward. So kind of coming off that, this is going to be my second takeaway. My first takeaway was ease into it, find the early wins. My second takeaway is that, uh, this is what um, Zach was saying, that self-doubt is inevitable and we need to see what that doubt is and redirect it. So as I was saying in that first takeaway is that if we don't have early wins, we're going to have lots of early losses because we're going to continue not to stack up to that overarching goal of where we're trying to go. So if we have those early wins, that's going to help. But if we don't, what happens, like I mentioned, is if we have a lot of losses, we create what? We create self-doubt. And when we have self-doubt, what do we want to do? Are we not a lot of times people want to continue if they keep having self-doubt. Why am I doing this? I'm not, I'm not being successful. This isn't going to work. You know, whatever fucking story you want to tell yourself. But self-doubt will always happen. I don't care who you are. The people that I've interviewed, guys like Zach, who are crushing 100-mile run races, world records, to NFL athletes, to Navy SEALs. You know, go back and listen to the episodes. Everyone talks about they, there is a sense of self-doubt at some point, and that's going to be inevitable. What do you have to do? So going back to Zach, you have to redirect it. See it for what it is. Like, honestly, get fucking true to yourself of why are you self-doubting? See how it is and move the fuck on. Redirect that energy into something more positive. If we stay in self-doubt, you're going to stay in negativity. And we stay in negativity, the odds of you achieving what you're trying to do aren't going to fucking happen, right? And this leads into my third takeaway. Believe what you are doing is what you should be doing. That is a big takeaway. So people that are listening to this right now, do you believe in what you're doing? Now, you may be nodding your head. Maybe shaking your head sideways. But if you believe what you're doing, is it what you should be doing? We only have so many hours in the day. We all have the same time. That's the nice thing about this. This game called life is that we all get 24 hours. So what we choose to do is really crucial to where we go because we spend so much time sleeping for one. So regardless, you know, the average sleep is six to eight hours. So we're looking at at least 25 to 33% of our day is sleeping. So now we have 75 to 66 to 75% of us today is what we are to do. Now, what you're doing is that what you should be doing to get to where you want to go. 
And if it isn't, well, then what can you change? Because what you're doing, you need to fully believe that that is exactly what you need to be doing. And if you don't believe that what you're doing is what you should be doing, then I'm sorry, but you're going to struggle a long time. And Zach kind of talked about this, you know, with his, with his clients, with his journey. Um, he's always believed that's what he should be doing. So when he wakes up and does it, he's fully committed. He's fully committed to the process. Um, so going into that, next takeaway, takeaway number four is this premise of micro stressing versus macro stressing. This was something I, I really enjoyed because I've never really thought about this. And I don't know about you. So if you're listening, have you, have you, have you heard of the term? If you, if you didn't listen to the episode, and if you didn't listen to the episode of Zach, again, go back and download it. You'll enjoy it. You'll get value from it. But have you heard of the term micro stressing versus macro stressing? So this is my first time listening to it when it was Zach. So when I heard this from me, I also had this kind of like light bulb moment. So what he was saying, and, th and this really goes into running because running, obviously you use your legs a lot. And, and if you macro stress them, meaning that you go way too hard and your legs are jacked for days, jacked meaning like fucked up, you can't run. Was that macro stress stressor to those legs worth it? Because now you're out for days to recover. So the way Zach positioned it was like running around a track. You know, could you, if you ran 20 laps, this is an example, if you run 20 laps and you're, you're burnt for like five days, is it worth it? Or could you have done more micro stressing where you could then say, instead of like one hard run, you, you uh, actually do more over those five days. So maybe you do 20 total laps that first day on a macro stress, you fuck yourself up. Or do you go to the micro stressing moment where you can do like, say, uh, six laps for five days and you actually hit 30. So you're doing more than you actually did on that one day. So as you think about what you're doing going towards your goals, do you micro or do you macro stress? Meaning, are you going so fucking into it, so hard into it that you're actually not setting yourself up for success the next day? This doesn't mean your micro stress has to stay. You can definitely, I think, push that micro stressor uh, forward and more and more. But knowing where that red line is, like where does your body go? And I talked a little bit of this with Gabriel, the Gabriel Varga episode of, and, and volume of Get Some, but is, is this red lining. So as we micro stress, you know, we need to figure what that red line is so that we can come back the next day and still do what we need to do and go hard. Um, but not going too hard. We fucking jack ourselves up for a few days, whether you're just like mentally exhausted, physically, or both. So, so that's number four. That's a big one. Micro versus macro stressing. And I would love to get your input on this. So if you have any ideas or what you've done or share your experience, again, hit me up on social, take a screenshot of this episode, tag me on it. Let me know what your, your thoughts are on micro and macro stressing. Number five, the last takeaway that I have for you from my episode of Zach Bitter is nerves show that you care. 
Say that again. Nerves show that you care. If you're nervous about something, that means you care. And if you care about something, how bad do you want it? You probably want it really bad because you actually give a shit about whatever it is that you're going for. And in, in Zach's case, he's going to be a you know, 100-mile world record holder or he's doing a big race. He still gets nervous before he trace, which, you know, part of me goes, well, why should you be? You, you own the record, man. You are the world record holder. But the way he was saying it is that these nerves actually are telling him, hey, man, you give a shit. You actually give a shit about this. So as, as you're doing what you're doing and you're kind of pushing the envelope and you're trying to do something different or you're trying to uh, do something more and you get nervous, just know that that is your body saying, hey, man, hey, girl, I fucking care about this a lot. And don't take those nerves as something to stop. We need to like go back to not allowing those nerves to become self-doubt but to use those nerves to redirect them to something that's going to help fuel you. And you're going to need to work through that yourself and understanding that it is a self-awareness of when those nerves come up. Those nerves are your body telling you something. So don't ignore them. Really get sure about what is the thing that those nerves are saying. So, these are my five takeaways. Again, if you, if you learned something different from Zach's episode, I ask that you share that with me and share that with the community. Um, but let me just kind of recap my five takeaways for the episode with Zach Bitter on Trust the Process Show. Number one is ease into it. Find the early wins in the process. Number two is self-doubt is inevitable. See what it is and redirect. Number three, believe you are doing, believe what you are doing is what you should be doing. Number four, nerves show that you give a shit. And number five, micro stressing versus macro stressing. This was another volume of Get Some. I appreciate your continued support. If you haven't done so, go back and subscribe to Trust the Process Show podcast. This is your host, Chris Reed. Until next time, remember to trust the process and to go out and get some.